I appreciate the guys this past Sunday and Wednesday night who spoke. Josh, this past Sunday, talked about hearing the voice of God. We hear the voice of God and we respond. God speaks to us in so many different ways. He, he speaks to us through His Spirit, but we have His Word that's clearly spoken, that's clearly here for us, for you and I to read. And, and there's responses to that. How do we respond? I hope this week that you've allowed those words, you've allowed that message to, to allow you to seek after God, to hunger for Him. And I pray that you're hungering and thirsting for Him. We know um, Adam and Eve hid. They hid from God. They, they thought that for some reason... When the word came to them, they could run from it. They could hide away. We know we can't do that. That's, that's not possible. God's word continually comes to us and we hear it. And, and then I love that Eli and Samuel. And Samuel says, here I am, Lord. Your servant is listening. I pray that that's your posture. I pray that that's who you are. I pray that that's who you're desiring to become and be made. Made in the image. As God is transforming it, as He's weeding out the stuff that, that does not please Him, that does not honor Him. And this past Wednesday night, Brother David talked about what's our most cherished, most prized possession, and it is the Word of God. Because it's through the Word that we read, that we study, that we, we hear from God. And, and without this, without knowing God's Word, praise God that we serve a God who doesn't make us guess, doesn't make us wonder, doesn't make us have to go on our journeys to find him no he's right here he's close he's near we have it. i pray that you're hungering for it i pray that you're seeking after him i appreciate those men i thank them for uh, standing in the gap and faithfully delivering the word of god if you've got your bibles turn over with me there to numbers this morning we're going to be looking at it uh, and you see the you see the title and could have come up with many different things but consequences i I had many different ideas and thoughts going through my mind. It's just consequences. There's, what, do you, what happens when we hear the Word of God clearly, when we hear the voice of God clearly, when the, through the Word, through study of Scripture, we hear Him, but we disobey? Think about Jonah a couple of weeks ago. You know, there's consequences to disobedience. There's consequences to those around us, those that, are, that we love, that are close, that are near and dear to us. Think about those men. Those men rode, they rode the boat desperately. They rode as hard as they could, thinking for some reason that they would stop the storm. And all the while, the reason for the storm was laying sound asleep in the belly of the ship. They started throwing their possessions over. They, they threw their clothes. They threw their food. They thought that they could take the weight off the boat. They did whatever they could do. They saw they gave up everything they had maybe the storm would stop maybe the ship would be able to stay afloat all the while the problem was down bottom there's consequences to the sin and sometimes the consequences it it always played out in our personal in our physical sometimes the consequences are affecting those around us we think about yes we do think about the the children, the people there in Nineveh who had to wait all this while while Jonah was spending time in rebellion. People of Nineveh were perishing. Because their sin had done come up to God. Consequences, our sin, our rebellion, us not doing what God clearly commands us, clearly tells us in His Word to do, clearly His Spirit, as, as those, those radars that, that, that 
Our internals just go off. Those radars go off. The Spirit of God says, hey, this is what I want you to do. This is who you are. This is whose you are. I saved you for this very purpose. If you're not dead, then I'm not done. thought about that again, and I, you didn't comment on it, did you? You saved it for me. You saved it for me this time. First service, he commented on it. I wasn't even ready to comment on it this, morning, this second service because I thought he would preach on it. Guys, listen. If you're not dead, he's not done. I want you to hear that. If you're a Christian in this room, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume, I'm assuming every one of you are believers, I'm assuming that every one of you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There is no other way to have a relationship. There is no other way to be brought back into a right relationship with God except through Christ. And I'm assuming, I'm just going ahead and assuming that you know Christ as your Savior. But if you do not, listen, big group in here, y'all are all wadded up together. If you don't know Christ, then why not? If you've never trusted Christ, then why not? But as you, as those of us that know Christ, and we hear that word, we hear that song, we hear, we hear the chorus, we hear that bridge. If you're not dead, then He's not done. If you're still here, then God's got a plan for you. I want you to hear that. If, if you're still here, God's got a plan for you. If you're a Christian, God's got a plan for you. Look over here at all these young people. God's got a plan for you. And I'm not talking about, a, I'm not talking about education and career and even spouses. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about big stuff. I'm talking about kingdom things. God's got big kingdom things going on. And when we hear that, that if you're, if you're not dead, then He's not done. If you're still here, He's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose. And as we're listening and we're, we're hungering and seeking after God, and we're listening that, hey, God speaks to us. And I want to hear His voice. I can't tell you the number of times that I've combed through this Word and I've read it. And I've, I've just sit there and... Eat it up because I want to know His will. I want to know His desire. I want to know His direction. I want to know Him more. And as, I, as, as He speaks to us, there's one thing about knowing it and clearly hearing it and obeying it, applying it every single day of our life and not just every day but every moment of our life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He'll direct your path. He'll make your path straight. But guys, that's moment by moment. That's not just, hey, Sunday, good Sunday stuff. Good, good uh, Wednesday night. Good, hey, we're going on a mission trip or, or we're going out to do something in our community. We're going to love on some people. No, we're not just talking about when, when it's time to put the church you had on. No, it's, it's every day. It's who we are as believers. We are His children and we wake up. Yes, Lord, your servant is listening. Good morning, Jesus. I'm listening, Lord. Where do you want me to go? Here they come, God. What do you want me to say? Lord, i got this big day ahead. God, give me direction. Give me guidance, Lord. Lead my mouth. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart. God, I want to please you in all aspects of who I am. Room, when we hear, if you're, if you're not dead, then he's not done. Our little radar should be peeking up and we should be saying, God, what do you want me to do? For the rest of my life here on this earth, where, how do you want me to spend it? 
God, spend me for your glory. Spend me in your kingdom for your glory and your great namesake. That's obedience. And you know when we do anything other than that, it's disobedience. When we live for self and when we live other than walking in obedience to the Lord, there's consequences. And those consequences are not always physically on us. Sometimes those consequences fall out on those around us. You're sitting in numbers. Look at look at numbers thirteen. And many, you know, it's easy to go, especially in a room like this, you go to numbers thirteen and you start thinking, wait a second, I know thirteen and fourteen, there's a there's a big story in there. That's that's Caleb. That's Caleb and Joshua and the and you know the twelve spies that God sent into the the promised land. I thought about this this week. I thought about as listening to the guys as they preached and listening to the story and, and listening to how we're to hear the word of God and we're to have it and, and cherish it with all of our heart. But guys, we've got to not just cherish it, we've got to apply it. We've got to let it transform us and we've got to, it's got to be making us into something different than who we once were. We're new in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things are new now. Every day a prayer we should have is, Lord, continue to get the junk out. Continue to get that old man out. Continue to get that old woman out. Continue to get those old ways out. Lord, continue to, to create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Continue to transform me. Continue to do that. Lord, so that when you clearly speak to me as you're about to speak to the children of Israel, Lord, I'm not like those other ten but that I'm like a Caleb. That, Lord, you clearly say that, that I know the plans that I have for you and, and that I, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I, and I hear you when you tell me I can do all things through you who strengthens me. And, and I know that greater is you who's in me than he that's in the world. And I know all of this, Lord, and I want to, I want to live in that application. I want to live in obedience to what you have clearly told me and shown me and your Spirit is guiding me too. God, today do that in me. Today I want to obey you. I thought about this week. There's, there's lots of stories of the consequences, but guys, there's a big consequence to obedience, disobedience found here in Numbers. Look at, look at Numbers chapter 13. Context bringing us up to where we are. Children of Israel have been released from captivity. They're out of bondage. God has come and He's done a miraculous thing. He has all the plagues in Pharaoh let my people go. Moses went and spoke and God did a, a miraculous work and these thousands, millions, a couple of million children of Israel are headed across and they're right there up against, ready to go into the promised land. They're ready to go just, just right there at it. And look at what God tells them. In verse 1 it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send out for yourself men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, listen to this, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. It's a done deal. The land is bought. I've done paid for it. I got a plan. It's already theirs. I just need them to go check it out. It's already theirs. That's what God says right here. You know, so many times God has already told He's already said that we are overcomers. He's already said that I will provide. He's already said to not worry. He's already said to trust in Him completely. We already know it. He's already told us exactly what to do. Notice who He picks. 
which I'm going to give you to the sons of Israel, and you shall send a man from each of his, their father's tribes, every one, notice this, a leader among them. These aren't people that don't show up. These aren't guys that, that uh, never come to work or never come to church. These are people who are sitting in the pew every time. They're singing. Their hands are raised. They are singing. The Word of God is opened in their lap. They are reading along. They are hungering for God. These are not just anybody. God's Word says to pick out leaders among you. We talked about it here recently. Let him who think he stand take heed lest he fall. Every single one of us is susceptible. Every single one of us are capable of slipping. Every single one of us can be, you know, we all want to be that Peter. We all have the boldness of Peter. I'll, I'll, I'll fight for you, God. I'll, I'll never turn my back on you. Three little girls. Rooster crowed. He done done it. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how to word it. We come up with consequences. I mean, I don't know how I come up with that. But I was thinking about it. It's like, don't be, the, don't be one of those ten. What about those other ten? Who are those ten? Guys, those ten could have been any one of us. Those ten could have been us. And if we're honest with ourselves, you know, God, is, God clearly tells us at times that, hey, Verse 2, send out for yourself men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. It is a done deal. I just need you to go look at it. I need you to go check it out. Look at what happens. Look over in verse 17. Verse 17, when Moses sent them to spy out the land, listen, he gives us details. God is not a vague God. He is a detail. God, when you go into the land of Canaan, he said to them, go up there into the Negev, then go into the hill country. See what the land is like. And whether the people who live in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, how is the land in which they live? Is it, a, is it good or bad? And how are the cities in which they live? Are they like open camps or with fortifications? How is the land? Is it, is it fat or lean? And are there trees in it or not? Make an effort then to get some of the fruit in the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. Listen, we do not serve a vague God. God's going to tell you exactly what He wants you to do. Oh, well, I just don't know if God's leading me. I just don't know if God's telling me. I just don't know if God wants me. Yes, you do. You do. You know, you know it. The Word of God has clearly told you it's just, that, it's just that fight that's happening in your spirit. It's that flesh and that spirit at war. And that flesh is saying, me not want to. That flesh is saying, I don't want to give up. I don't want to sacrifice. I don't want to change. I don't want to hurt. You know what? I'm comfortable. If I do that, then it's going to be different. If I do that, I'm going to go into an unknown place. If I do that, people may reject me. If I do that, everything I know that's warm and fuzzy may disappear. God is never vague. God is never... The author of confusion is not God. It's Satan. God is clear. It's the... 
It's that disobedience, that flesh that wants to, wants to sit there and rationalize. Well, if you, if you go there and if you surrender and if you just give your life to God, if you just completely surrender, then, then you may have to change. You may have to give up something. Possibly. Possibly. But isn't God's way a lot better than ours? Don't you think God's got a better plan? Do you believe that? Do you think God's got a better plan? They go up. They look. They come back. Verse 25. When they return from spying out the land, at the end of 40 days, it's important to note 40 days there, they proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh, and they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. If you read up a verse or two, they, they got this huge stack of grapes. It's like massive. They had, to, they had to carry it on a stick between two men, just a couple of verses up from there. So the congregation is, they're excited. I mean, you were talking lots of people, and, and they've been on this 40-day journey, and they come back. Guys, I thought this week about the influence. I, I, I thought this week about, I'm like, I'm, I, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying, Lord, do you want me to preach on that? Do you want me to preach on the influence that we have? And I'm like, I'm always beating them up about the influence that they have. But guys, listen, I, we have influence. People are listening to us. People are watching us. People are seeing how you and I live. They know you're, in, they know you're somewhere today. They know you in a, some of them, some of them, they watched you, they watched you leave with your dress clothes on this morning. You didn't have your boat hooked behind you. You didn't have your camo on. You didn't have your ball clothes on. You in church, they watching you. Guys, you have influence and with that influence comes a great responsibility and people are listening. You and I are leading them to the cross or leading them away from the cross. You and I, by our words, we're going to see it. It's all right here. It's all literally right here going to be fleshed out. You and I. Remember, these 10, these 12 men are just average Joes. They didn't pick guys who aren't in the room right now. They picked guys from the, they picked leaders from among them to go spy out the land. And here they are. They're bringing the report back, and people are listening to what they're saying. Verse 27, thus they told him and said, we went into the land where you sent us. And it is certainly does flow with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. I can just see the people. They're all excited. They're like, wow, this is going to be an amazing place that the Lord has given us. Why, do, why would anybody in the room think that? Because God has done told them. He said, send out your, for yourself men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. It's already paid for. God's already got it for them. It's their land. They're hearing the report. The report is all it is. It does flow with milk and honey. It is awesome. It's amazing. But notice this transitional word. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. The people who live in the land are strong. And the cities are fortified and very large. And moreover, we saw descendants of Anak there. 
Amalek is living in the land, and the, the Negev, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites are living in the hill country, and the Canaanites are living by the sea, by the side of the Jordan. I mean, here they come. It's, it's like amazing, but it's going to be so awesome, but. Guys, God's then told them it's theirs, and I can just seek it. I can just see Caleb. He, he's done sit on his hands long enough. His little radars have gone off. He's done taking it until he can't take it no more. He sat there and he's bit his tongue till he can't bite it no more. And look at what he says in verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, We should by all means go up and take possession of it. For we will surely overcome it. Is Caleb arrogant? Who are you, Caleb? Y'all, Caleb's just believing what God said. Caleb is just believing that God's going to do exactly what God said he would do. God said it, I believe it, and that does it for me. I'm just going to simply trust him with all my heart. I don't care what the consequences are. I don't care what you may say. I don't care what what everybody else is saying. I say go take the mountain. So there you stand with two two options. Guys, every day of our life we only stand with two options. Are we going to do what God's told us to do? Or not? Are we going to listen to the clear word we hear? Are we going to listen to the conviction of the Spirit inside of us as believers? Or not? And there's consequences to disobedience. It all comes down to faith. Without faith, Hebrews tells us, it's impossible to please God. God has told him, look, I'm going to give you this. I am giving you the land. And all these guys were saying, no, it can't happen. Oh, it's nice, but they're too big. Oh, it's nice, but there are horrible people up there. Notice, notice the influence these men had on the people. Look at, verse, look at verse 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are too strong for us. So they gave out, all, gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of land. I mean, I mean they didn't tell the truth. They, they skewed it. They took it from, hey, this, we can take it because God said we can. To disobedience. So they gave out a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone and spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. That's not even there. And all the people whom we saw in it are, are men of great size. There also saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, are part of the Nephilim, and we became like grasshoppers in our own sight. And and so we were in their sight. Look at, look at war verse 1. Then all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept that night. All the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. So imagine how the story changes when, when the influence of the others had on people. They went from trusting God to, to, to doubting God. And, and the whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt. 
Or would that we have died in the wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become plunder. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? God had done said, it's yours, go take it. And they disobey. Children of Israel are here complaining against God. Moses and Joshua and Caleb plead before God. And God is just ready to destroy him. And he relents. And God says to him over in, in verse 11, The Lord said to Moses, How long will this people spurn me? And how long will they not believe in me? Despite all the signs which I have performed in their midst. I said earlier, and I believe that every one of us can apply numbers Think about this. We can apply Numbers 14 11 to each one of our lives and we can put it in there. How long is Shannon going to spurn the Lord? How long is he just going to turn his back on him? How long? How long will he not believe in me despite all the signs which I've performed in his midst? Guys, what have we seen the hand of God do for us in the past to get me to this point in life? These 44 years of living, I've seen God do miracle after miracle. He has carried me. He has had His hand down upon me. Why in the world do I not think He will not continue to do it day in and day out? Oh, ye of little faith. If He did it then, don't you think He's going to continue? He does not change. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. Turn over. Look at verse verse 26. No, look. Go on up to 20. Read 20. So the Lord said, I have... They prayed. The Lord said, I pardon them according to your word, but indeed, as I live. Notice this, church. All the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Surely all the men... Who have seen my glory and my signs which I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness yet have put me to the test these ten times and have not listened to my voice shall by no means see the land which I swore to their fathers. Nor shall any of those who spurned me see it. Are you kidding me? But my servant Caleb. Because he has had a different spirit and has followed me fully. I will bring into the land which he entered and his descendants shall take possession of it. Look at verse 26. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and said, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who are grumbling against me? I have heard the complaints of the sons of Israel which they are making against me. Say to them, As I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will surely do to you. Your corpses will fall in this wilderness, even all your numbered men, according to your complete number, from 20 years old upward, who have grumbled against me. Surely you shall not come into the land in which I swore to settle you, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Noah. Consequences. Children of Israel had been in bondage for hundreds of years. Four hundred and something years the children of Israel had been in captivity there to Egypt and they're let free and here they are. They're headed toward the promised land and the promised land is just in sight, literally miles in sight. 
And cause of the disobedience of some who influenced others. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and every person over the age of 20 perished. All those that saw the work of God, all those that saw the hand of God, the deliverance of God there in Egypt with Pharaoh, all the miracles, all the plagues, they perished. For 40 years they wander aimlessly in circles. Only a few days journey from the promised land. All because they were disobedient. Guys, I don't know where you're at. I don't know how your walk is going. I don't know how your relationship with the Lord is. But there's consequences to disobedience. And you know, you say, Brother Shannon, you were on this topic a lot. Yeah, God's got to move this cloud off of me and put me on something different eventually. But you know, it may be for one or two or ten or twenty or forty of you. I don't know where where you're at. If you're not dead, he's not done. If you're not dead, he's not done. God's not finished with you. God's got a plan, and His plan is to do something through you and in you. And and God's got to work. And and here's the thing. Are you listening? Josh preached last week the voice of God. Are you listening to the voice of God? You want to hear? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of Christians really don't want to hear it because that's scary. Not that you would hear from God, it's just He would make things different for you. He would change stuff. He would, he would take familiar and comfortable and, and, and put you in something unfamiliar and put you in a place that's... Imagine this. Put you in a place to where you would have to trust Him. Can you imagine? Can you imagine walking by faith and not just by almost autopilot sight? Bible says we live by faith and not by sight. Our society, our world, our system teaches us that, hey, you just, you just keep doing it. You just keep doing what you do. Just keep doing what you do and just mind your own business. Pay your taxes. Stay out of trouble. Take care of yours. And when you get to the end of life, having lived a good old life, not bothered anybody, That's a good life. But what if all along the way, God is saying, hey you, hey you, I need you, I need you to do something. Hey, hey you, I need you to um, give me all of you. Hey you, I need, I need full surrender. Hey, hey you. God told Jonah, I need full surrender. He ran. And those closest to him at the moment gave up everything trying to keep the world together. All the while, the reason was down in the belly of the ship, sound asleep. Consequences. Rebellion 
Rebellion brings consequences. Lord, he mentioned the Eli and Samuel story. Remember Samuel's laying there sound asleep and he hears his name over and over and over. And he keeps running in there to Eli. Hey, Eli, it's me. Go back to bed. It's me. Go back to bed. Go back to bed. Finally, Eli's like, next time you hear it, say, hey, your servant's listening. I'm going to be honest with you. There's no telling what God wants to do with you. There's no telling what God could do through you. One more thing. Look at the rest of the story. Go to um, go to Joshua. Look at Joshua fourteen. Beginning in verse six. Then the sons of Judah drew near to Joshua. And Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord spoke to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me and Kadesh Barnea. Listen to this. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought word back to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made a made the heart of the people melt with fear, but I followed the Lord my God fully. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land on which your foot is trodden will be an inheritance to you and your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God fully. Listen to this. Now behold, the Lord has let me live just as he spoke these 45 years. From the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses when Israel walked into the wilderness. And now behold, I am 85 years old today. Listen, there's some of you sitting there saying that if I ignore it, it'll go away. If I run from it, it'll disappear. If If I just act like it ain't there, if I just continue to go through the motions, if I just continue to play the game, then He will leave me alone. Caleb, 45 years later, is an 85-year-old man. He looks and says, I am still as strong today as I was in the day Moses sent me, and my strength was then, so my strength is now for war and for going out and coming in. Now then, give me this hill. 85-year-old man. We ain't talking about the young 40-year-old. We're talking 45 years later. The call never left him. I want that hill. I want that mountain. 
Now then, give me this hill country about which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day that Anakin were there with great fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me and I will drive them out as the Lord has spoken. 85-year-old man. He ain't scared. Is it because he's strong? No, he knows his God's strong. Is it because he's something special? No, he knows his God is something special. Guys, we don't live by our strength. We live by his strength. We're not dependent on our ability. We're dependent on him completely. Please listen and do what the word of God, what the voice of God, what the spirit of God is telling you to do. Father God, as we sit before you this morning, as we come in this room, as we hear this, Lord, I do not know what you're telling any person in this room to do. I don't know where they are at, God, along the journey. God, for all I know, every single one of them is waking up every single day saying, Here I am, Lord, your servant is listening. I'll go, I'll do. Lord, I am your hands and I am your feet. But God, I pray that if there is just even one... Lord, that they're, God, they hear you, but for whatever reason, they don't. They hear you, but it's to, to go there, they made up this story, kind of like, like the other ten did. They, they just made up a story. They weren't all giants in the land. They weren't, they weren't doing all that stuff. They had just made up a story to, to keep from having to go there. Or the devil is constantly giving us story after story after story after story to keep us from having to go there. God in heaven, forgive us for our rebellion. Forgive us for our waiting. Forgive us for our running, for hiding. Lord, if there's people in this room that are asleep in the belly of the ship, Holy Spirit of God, wake them up, rattle them. God, get them up to do for you what you desire for them to do. Holy Spirit of God, here we are, Lord. Use us, do in us, make us. God, we want to be in the center of your perfect will. We don't want to disobey. We don't want to run. We want to. God, we are surrendered. Lord, your servants are listening. Lord, your servants are listening. Jesus' name. Amen.